Hello, and welcome back to the Cuse Conversations podcast. I'm John Boccasino, Senior Internal Communications Specialist at Syracuse University. Every group that performs in Holidays at Hendricks functions as a class within the College of Visual and Performing Arts. So it's university singers, the Hendricks Chapel Choir is a class within the College of Visual and Performing Arts, Krauss Chorale, Setner Sonority, the University Orchestra, the Schiff Band, all our organists are students studying in the Setner School of Music. And I think that's frankly what, what one of the one of the things that makes it so special is that you know the community gets a chance to see and hear what it is that our students are doing and how our faculty are interacting with our students to make them better musicians and prepare them to be musicians for a lifetime. Our guest today on the podcast is Jose Pepe Calvar, the Associate Professor and Assistant Director of Choral Activities at the Setner School of Music here at Syracuse University. Calvar directs the Hendricks Chapel Choir and serves as Artistic Director for Holidays at Hendricks. He is also Chair of the Setner School's Department of Applied Music and Performance. Calvar is joining us today to discuss the upcoming Holidays at Hendricks concert series, which this year features two concerts on Sunday, December 4th. There are performances by a bunch of talented student organizations on campus who will entertain with holiday-themed music, and Pepe was kind enough to join us here to preview Holidays at Hendricks and everything else about his career at Syracuse. Pepe, thanks for taking the time to join us. My pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. How are you holding up these days? You know, it's it's funny because uh, holidays at Hendrix is sort of a, a sort of an all consuming thing for me. So uh, the holidays come and uh, and it, it, it they never really go for me. They just kind of they, they just kind of stay around. I'm all I'm always thinking ahead to the to the next big holidays at Hendrix performance. It's a it's a it's a big operation. And uh, and I'm really, really glad to, to help spearhead and get and get uh, so many students in front of so many eyeballs. When exactly do you and your student groups and organizations really start planning and preparing for holidays at Hendrix? I'm on an 18-month track, so I am already <laughs> thinking ahead to holidays at Hendrix 2024, really. Uh, ho- holidays at Hendrix 2023 is, is uh, really, it's right around the corner. In your humble opinion, what is it about holidays at Hendrix that makes it such a special celebration. We have alumni that will come in from all over the country that want to take part in this. Why is it so special? Every group that performs in Holidays at Hendricks functions as a class within the College of Visual and Performing Arts. So it's university singers. The Hendricks Chapel Choir is a class within the College of Visual and Performing Arts. Krauss Chorale, Setner Sonority, the University Orchestra, the Schiff Band. All our organists are students studying in the Setner School of Music. And I think that's frankly what what one of the one of the things that makes it so special is that you know the community gets a chance to see and hear what it is that our students are doing and how our faculty are interacting with our students to make them better musicians and prepare them to be musicians for a lifetime. You mentioned the groups, and I want to give them a shout out one more time. We have the Hendricks Chapel Choir, we have the Syracuse University Symphony Orchestra, Krauss Chorale, Setner Sonority, the University Singers. There was a new addition last year. Was it the Shift Jazz Band? Am I getting that right? Yeah, the Morton Shift Jazz Jazz Ensemble, uh, directed by Dr. John Cajola. He's uh, they're 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 fantastic. They're 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 our our flagship university big band, and uh, 
I, as a lover of jazz, love to have them as part of the program as well. And I think that they uh, that they they add such a fantastic component to the show. So all told, how many students do you think will uh, have a role in a performance for holidays at Hendrix? I am going to give a rough guess of about 230. You've got these different organizations, but it's really, you're almost going to see a Broadway show with the set changes, the different groups that are coming out. It's a theatrical performance. It's not just an, an orchestral performance or a, a music performance. It's all encompassing. It is. We, we've, we've done such a wonderful job. Thanks, thanks in large part to, uh, to Brian Simons and Logan Simons from Sensational Events in, in providing some, some aesthetic improvements. You know, all of the staff in, in Hendricks Chapel, frankly, have, have, have invested so much of their capacity and their bandwidth to seeing that the, that, that the space is as inviting as possible and that the space is as reflective of what we want to communicate as Hendricks Chapel and as an institution to our community as we celebrate these moments together. So we've worked really, really hard. We're super happy with particularly the lighting, with what it looks like when all those lights come down and the, and the candles come up, like the background that you're showing right now, which is so cool. We're, we, I mean, it's, it's, it really is a, uh, a tremendous investment of, of, of time and energy and thought. And uh, we, we love that the community has, 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 has loved us back so much. What was it like for you the first time that you stood as the artistic director of Holidays at Hendrix? What, what kind of things hit you at that moment? Oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into here? <laughs> it was it, uh, this. So, so this is actually my 10th Holidays at Hendrix and the amount the show has grown uh, since my arrival here in 2013 is just, uh, I mean, there, there have just been improvements from one end to the other. When we started out, it was just the Hendricks Chapel Choir. I invited the university singers because they're, they're, they're the university's flagship choral ensemble. And we collaborated with the Syracuse University Brass Ensemble directed by James Spencer for, for a great many years. And that was sort of established for, for quite a while prior to my arrival. And we've since shifted away from the Syracuse University Brass Ensemble to put more of a spotlight on, on our student instrumental organizations, uh, namely the, the symphony orchestra and the, um, and the shift jazz ensemble. Since then, we've, we've incorporated all of our, of, of our, uh, our larger Setner choirs, uh, and, and we've turned it into, into a, a major showcase for the Setner School of Music, too, in, in which I'm faculty. So we're, 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 we're sort of showing institutionally, you know, what, what we do best musically, and we get to do it all at once in this one big moment. And it, it, it's, it's tremendously fulfilling for us and for our students. Uh, and, and we hope that our audience feels the same way. Holidays conduct themselves so well towards musical performances. What do you think it is about our students that really set them up for success when it comes to showcasing their talents at Holidays at Hendrix? Their dedication to their craft and their relationship with their faculty. Our students, uh, we, we, we have students from, from, from every unit of the university in, uh, in our ensembles. Our university singers are, are, are our flagship choral ensemble, and they have, they have a few fewer non-majors in their ensembles than, say, the Hendricks Chapel Choir, which has a ton of non-majors. Like, we're, pro we're probably half non-majors. And I would say that in, in, in every case, 
what what makes it special for them is their is 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 their dedication. They they they're doing it because they want to be there, and the faculty love we we as faculty just love to see their growth and their trajectory from from the beginning of the semester to the end. When we describe you as being the artistic director of Holidays at Hendrix, peel back the curtain a little bit for us. What role do you play? in organizing, orchestrating, and getting all these talented student groups to come together for this special night? It's quite a bit. So uh, just very recently, uh, I just finished composition of the last song. So it's an original song of mine that combines our choirs with our, our university jazz ensemble. And I also personally orchestrated the opening song, which combines our, uh, all our university choirs with our symphony orchestra. And I did it because I feel like I know what, what our ensembles are capable of. I can do a good job uh, uh, showing off our ability to do justice by diverse musics if, if I take it upon myself to, to, to score the pieces. So that's, that's what I've been doing of late. We're working with, uh, with, with our collaborators to make sure that they, that they get to stand in front of the camera because we have a, a massive online broadcast that happens a week after our performance. So we got to get all of our directors or uh, special stakeholders in front of the camera so that we can introduce our pieces because our online audiences won't, won't see our paper program. So they, they want to hear from us. Uh, and, I, and I think that, uh, that, that over the course of these last three or four years, we've, we've gotten that We've gotten that down pretty good too. So uh, I coordinate that. Uh, I coordinate getting the synchronization rights for all the music that carries rights and, and uh, you know, working with the, with university legal. You know, Hendrix has limited seating. Uh, so obviously tickets are a hot commodity when they're released for the, the two shows on the 4th of December, but the virtual performances will be streamed on the Hendrix Chapel YouTube channel. Uh, they will be up on chapel.syracuse.edu. We will make sure to promote that virtually wherever we can. What made this an endeavor that you wanted to get involved with, Pepe, when it comes to coming to Syracuse? Like, how did you come to our campus community in the first place? I, before I came to Syracuse, I was uh, the choir director and music theory teacher at an inner city middle and high school in Charlotte, North Carolina, where my family still resides. I had gotten my, my doctoral degree in choral conducting, and I think I was ready to take the next step in my career. Uh, I had visited Syracuse previously, and I knew I liked the town, I knew I liked the university, and I knew I liked the community. And it was very easy, frankly, to fall in love with the Orange family from, uh, from the perspective of a faculty member. My colleagues, particularly John Warren and Elisa DeCaney, have treated me like family from the day I arrived. And uh, you know, I, I've, I've felt very welcome here from, from day one. What is it about the venue at Hendricks Chapel that adds to the mystique, that adds to the, the sheer beauty of holidays at Hendricks? In my uh, very biased opinion, Hendricks Chapel is the finest acoustic in a six-county area. It is an absolutely beautiful place to make choral music, particularly to make acoustic music. It's, it is a beautiful building from the moment you walk in and you take that first breath in there and you look up at the columns and you look up at the, at, at the, the ornate fixtures in the ceiling and you, and you, you just take that, that breath and you like hold it for a second while you look around and you, and, and you realize how spectacular the room is. 
and the care that's been invested in making it that way. Uh, so I really can't speak highly enough of, of the Hendricks Chapel staff and the philosophy here that's been kept of, uh, of, of making sure that, that, that Hendricks Chapel was, is, and ever shall be beautiful. I know you mentioned you're working on some original scores uh, for this year's performance. And I'm not going to ask you to give away the secrets for the program on December 4th, but what else might be different about this year's performance, say, than last year's uh, when we got people back together in person for the first time since before the pandemic struck? We continue to pride ourselves on the diversity that's, that's, uh, that's exhibited in our programming. Uh, I'll speak for the Hendricks Chapel Choir just, just by itself. We're doing four featured pieces on our own, three of which are either compositions or arrangements by female composers, and the other one of which is by an African-American male. So uh, we, we would like to think that we are talking the talk and walking the walk when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. I can only imagine the challenge that it was during the pandemic to do, especially the virtual holidays at Hendrix. Take us inside that process. How big of a challenge and a project was it to still maintain and put on this performance, knowing that we couldn't gather in person? Holidays at Hendrix 2020, I think, was a miracle. It was a small miracle. Uh, So many people did so much work that was a marriage of, of things that are within and things that are outside their expertise. We all became video and audio editors very quickly. <laughs> we had the blessing of having Brian Simons uh, and a relationship with him that sort of helped us to coalesce all our materials into something that was really, really spectacular and that let us reach out to our community in a time when they really needed to feel a sense of community because of all the isolation. That, that relationship that started that year with Brian Simons has, has, has continued to flourish and allows us now not only to have a great broadcast, but has also really helped us to improve the aesthetics uh, of the chapel as well when it comes to the uplighting, the snowflakes, the, the dynamic lighting that, you'll, that you may or may not see during this year's show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, just, we're, we're, we're just so thrilled because... You know, the, the necessity is the mother of invention and the necessity of needing to reach out to our community during the pandemic has actually invented a much better and, uh, and more accessible holidays at Hendrix, particularly to those families of our students who live across the world and can't make it here to see their children do what they do so well. I don't want to assume anything about this year's performance, but from a personal objective perspective, Whenever I've gone to holidays at Hendrix, I find it's just chilling when Silent Night is performed. It's so beautifully done. What is it, do you think, about that song and that performance in particular that just perfectly encapsulates holidays at Hendrix? I think that the way that it, it, it becomes an all-encompassing thing. So that, that's a moment that... that, that we've carried on as a tradition from before my time and we've continued to just progressively improve it. Silent Night and the, and, and the Luck and the Lord Bless You and Keep You are, are you know, a, a hallmark of what it, what it is to be in the audience for Holidays at Hendrix. The lights come down, the light gets passed, everybody has a candle in their hands. 
a whole bunch of people are singing. And by the way, everybody's going to be invited to sing Silent Night with us again this year. Thank you. I'm so excited. It's about us being the light together. You know, that we, we speak of, of, of the light so metaphorically. Um, I think that, that, that it's an opportunity for our students to be the light for our audience. And I think it's an opportunity for our audience to realize the light that they have within them because of the light that they have outside them in that moment. And then they can carry that light out into the world and be light to others. It's powerful. It really is such a powerful message. And you talked about community and needing community during COVID. That need for community has not subsided uh, in the two plus years that we've been dealing with this pandemic. If anything, it's intensified because we need to really be there for each other. And I love the idea of spreading the light, taking it from Hendricks Chapel, going out into the world and just spreading this positive message. Where did your light from music come from? Who ignited that passion for you? Oh my goodness. What a wonderful question. Uh, uh, well, I, I have to credit my, my dear mommy. Uh, <laughs> she was a performer at holidays at Hendricks 2014, I want to say. And she comes from Charlotte, North Carolina with my dad every year. And, uh, and, and they sit in the audience for both shows. And, uh, and, and they're, they're, they're very happy mommy and daddy, as I hope many of our other mommies and daddies are. <laughs> uh, I, have to, I have to credit uh, a bunch of my teachers, particularly my, uh, my high school chorus teacher, uh, the teachers that I've had along the way, my instrumental teachers, my composition teacher, my piano teacher. I just, you know, there, there, there's, there's so many people who have had such a profound impact on my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I am happy to pass their light on through me to my students. So what was your seminal moment that really sparked you down this path of, of being a composer, being a conductor? Like, how did you get this passion? I've been a composer since I was in middle school. I've always enjoyed know, being behind the keyboard and seeing what it was that I could record and do and overdub. And that that's, that's been fun. Uh, I, I didn't realize that, uh, that, that this, that I needed for this to be my career until a, a, a really profound moment that I had in church, uh, as a freshman in college, I was actually at North Carolina state university as an engineering student, realizing to myself as time went on. And as I continued to fail calculus tests that, uh, that engineering was really not for me. And, and, you know, I had been going home and, and ministering in my church in the music ministry uh, with, with my mom and, and, and some friends. And, uh, and that, that October I was doing it monthly and that October I, I had an experience that I felt like I had been hit over the head. And from, from, from that moment on, I knew, I knew what, what, uh, what I had to do. And destiny has sort of unfolded from there for me. I've been, I have been very, very blessed. Inquiring minds want to know what was that hammer over the head moment if you're able to share. I was uh, singing a piece called the Cares Chorus. Uh, I had never sung it before, and I was singing it in in unaccompanied three part harmony with two friends. And it goes like this: I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all my burdens down at your feet and anytime i don't know what to do i will cast all my cares upon you and it was in that moment when the silence came that i was like 
what, what the heck am I doing with my life? (laughs) 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 And at that moment, what I had been doing, what, what I needed to happen, happened. What I had been doing up to that point started not to make any sense. And what I needed to do from that point forward seemed to make a whole bunch more sense. It really seems like you found your passion, you found your calling. And to get to spread that to our amazing and talented students here at Syracuse University is, is a blessing for the campus community. What can, you, what can you describe the feeling of just working with our students? Like, how does that satisfy you? Oh, my gosh, man. It's, it's, it, is, it is a daily blessing. It is a daily blessing. It always comes with its set of challenges, but it also comes with, with small daily victories. A light goes off in somebody's head every single day around here. Uh, and and I've, I've said it from the day I got here. I feel like being at the right place at the right time is really, really important for people. And this place has such a wonderful tendency to create the right time for people. You don't just limit your talents to the students who are here in central New York. I want to give our audience some background. You love to travel and you have a residency in Mexico. You have a residency in Costa Rica. You travel across the continents giving these clinics and master classes. What fuels that part of your passion? My goodness, just the, just that ongoing drive to spread the light and to spread the message of choral music across the world. I think that's part of part of my job as a faculty member at this institution is to is, is to is to bring, you know, the, the is, is to bring choral music and great choral music, particularly great American choral music across the world. And that's what that's that's what audiences across the world want to hear. Anyway, I leave for Brazil on Tuesday. Today's Friday. Uh, I will be there for two weeks doing a, a, a choral festival down there with uh, with with a uh, I will be hearing four choirs a day, no, 10 choirs a day doing four pieces each and giving them comments and feedback. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, at the same time, I'll be doing a, a clinic on, on music literacy, which I find to be so incredibly important because, because the world wants to sing and the world will sing a whole heck of a lot better if it knows how to read music. <laughs> so, uh, and they'll sing a whole heck of a lot more if they know how to read music. I'll be doing a, a presentation on choral arranging because I love doing it. I, I at the same time, so so that's that's Brazil in my time there. Later this spring, uh, the Hendrix Chapel Choir is going to collaborate with the Syracuse University Wind Ensemble and travel to the UK, uh, specifically to Lockerbie, to mm. uh, to be there for the third to to commemorate the 35th anniversary of Pan Am Flight 103, in which 35 Syracuse University students perished. We are so excited and honored to be a part of that commemoration. Uh, we're commissioning a, a, a piece from, from a UK-based fabulous composer, Cecilia McDowell. Uh, she's, actually, um, she's actually composing a piece with a text by Nicholas Vrenios, who was one of the victims of Pan Am Flight 103. We just couldn't be any more excited about uh, the, the international impact that the Hendrix Chapel Choir is having uh, and I, I'm, I'm just honored to be in the right place at the right time, even if that right place happens to be 5,000 miles from here. My attachment to here is what makes it great. <laughs> now, there, there's a lot to be said for the right time, 
right place mentality. And and again, we're so fortunate to get to have your services uh, here at Syracuse University. You you do so much musically. Do you have a preference of being a composer or being a conductor? Which one maybe stands out to you as maybe being your favorite? Or does it depend on the day and the performance? I feel like it's a real privilege to be able to wear all the hats. My high school band director, God, uh, God rest him, he, he said that I was a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to think I've, I've made it far enough down the road that I, can, that I can wear the hats and wear them well enough to be able to educate our students from a multitude of perspectives, how it is that their performance is going to be received, what it is that they need to do to put on their best performance, what it is that they need to do as composers so that performers can put on their best performance. It's a thrill ride. I love the roller coaster. I do want to shift gears briefly before we close off here. And there have to be some passions of yours that are outside of of the musical realm. What are some hobbies you've got that you'd like to do in your free time? I love being outdoors, particularly in central New York, particularly in the summer and fall time. I have a nine-year-old son who's going to be 10 in, in, in just a few weeks, and we love to play golf together. We, we love uh, being outside. We love to fish together, and uh, we, we just think that, that this is a, a very, very special place to be a lover of the outdoors. Um, our, our four seasons are just spectacular. By the time holidays at Hendrix comes, there may or may not be snow on the ground. It might be 15 degrees that night. It might be 60 degrees that night. And you just don't know. But one way or another, the outdoors finds a way to be beautiful here. Yeah, we really do get to enjoy all four seasons as as much as we are speeding towards winter and, and fall is, is flying by us. It's great to have all four of the seasons here in, in central New York. How about what's the best piece of advice you ever received that really sticks with you today? Aha. Uh-huh. So my dad, who is uh, very much not a musician, very much a, a, a practical person and a, a, a businessman, advised me once to see my path see my destination and create a path to that destination. Because after I left North Carolina state and started being a music major, I kind of went through all the majors and was sort of lost as to what I wanted to do. Uh, And music education became, I didn't, I, I actually didn't, didn't really feel like I wanted to teach and music education became the only thing that was left that I hadn't already done. And, you know, so he said, you know what, get the music education degree. Because if you get that degree, you'll be able to teach. And if you don't want to teach, you'll still have the degree, the degree and the credentials to do so. So he said, just walk that path. It's the easiest path to get to a career you're actually going to want. And from that point on, it, the, the, the road has become much more clear. And it has also become very clear because we, we get students in here all the time who who don't know what it is that they're going to do as their next step. So they're sort of, they're sort of wandering when it comes to what it is that they're doing now so that they can create a life for themselves beyond now. And I think that's so important for our students. 
what is it that you want to actually do with your life? How, how is it that you want to spend your time? And how is it that you want to build a career for yourself? See the path. You can change as a college student, particularly an undergraduate student. You can change your mind a bunch of times. That's fine. But see the destination and start building the path towards that destination so that that way you always feel like there's purpose to what it is that you're doing. Another powerful piece of advice and really have a plan, map out where you want to go. There's nothing wrong with not knowing what you want to do. This is the time to formulate that plan and figure out where you want to head with your your passions. And again, you've clearly found your passion here at Syracuse University and, uh, and Hendricks Chapel. My last question for you is one I've been dying to ask, but I wanted to save this towards the end. What's the story behind your nickname of Pepe? So Pe- Pepe is uh, is a nickname. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm I'm Jose Calvar the third. My grandmother, um, my dad's mom, insisted that my name be Jose. So that's my name. But my mom did not want me to be named Jose. So every Jose, uh, well, the nickname for Jose for Jose is is Pepe. So she didn't want me to be Pepe either. So she put Pepe, P-E-P-P-I-E, pretty much on me at birth without putting it on my birth certificate. <laughs> and I've been called Pepe by everybody ever since, except for uh, the DMV and the bank. Honestly, uh, I think that, that, that Jose is in Italian is uh, Signore Boccaccino is, um, <laughs> is Giuseppe. And so Giuseppe short is Pepe. See, we try to and educate our audience and share some insights into our guests that go beyond just their title. And, and I, I, I love the candor you've given us during this conversation. Uh, it's been a fantastic time chatting with Pepe Calvar, the Artistic Director of Holidays at Hendrix. He does so much more for us as an Associate Professor and Assistant Director of the Choral Activities. Make sure you follow along uh, the Hendrix Chapel website for information on getting your tickets for Holidays at Hendrix on Sunday, December 4th. Guaranteed to be a thrill and a crowd pleaser uh, inside of Hendrix Chapel. Pepe, thank you for the time and best of luck with your travels. And we can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks for the performances. Grazie mille, signore Boccaccino. Thanks for checking out the latest installment of the Cuse Conversations podcast. My name is John Boccaccino signing off for the Cuse Conversations podcast. 